0: Frank, we are live on True Oceans Vibe Radio. Thanks for joining us today on the flip side. I'm good, thank you. I'm so excited to welcome you to our show today as uh, we believe that the topic we're hoping to discuss is very relevant and just um, has brought such an immense um, power of fear over most of our economy and just... um, Driving into Cape Town today and walking through the business um, building, etc., it's quite alarming To see how quiet the business sector is today. So I'm hoping to chat to you, um, Frank. Perhaps we can start with just a slight little introduction. Um, I've already shared with the listeners um, that you are the CEO of Zinnia. If you could just give us a little bit of, of background on yourself and Zinnia, and then we can jump straight into our topic today, which is really about how can us as business owners, um, the leaders of the economy of South Africa, actually put our heads together and support each other.
1: Thanks, Nadia. Thanks for the opportunity to just hear some opinions around uh, where we are now. Um, my background is I'm an entrepreneur. Uh, I'm in business with a business partner, Warren Barnhart and Carmen Hargrove. We are an ISP. We've been running for around 10 years now, 10, 11 years, and we've grown a business from what was is five people to employ 80 people uh, in the industry at the moment. We provide internet services, voice services, um, fully managed data services to different businesses uh, out there. We're not a home user provider as such, but we do provide businesses with connectivity. So we have an annuity income uh, in our business, and we also have a GP-based selling arm in our business, which means we rely on sales every month to generate uh, a portion of our income in our business. So if I could just jump straight into that from, from what we're talking about in terms of how uh, this is going to impact on the business and, and what I think businesses need to do, which I feel very really strongly about. Um, if we, if our customers stop buying from us, quite simply put, we probably have to retain change all of our staff. And I think as South Africans and business owners, we have responsibility during this time because our economy is also an enormously-based uh, stage we are in a recession, and this virus could really swing things uh, around in a very bad way for this economy, and it might, we might not be able to recover from it. it we'll prolong the recovery for many, many years. So if we stop our buying patterns, and I'm talking from businesses to businesses, if I stop buying from my suppliers, my customers stop buying from me, we're going to affect jobs. We're going to have a worse impact on the economy uh, than if we try and continue with our buying cycles. So that means how we overcome and how we're supposed to carry on uh, performing business. We can do that in various ways. Uh, there's technology that enables you to do business from home. There are measures you can put in place to make your working environment more secure. We know quite a bit about this virus now because it hit other parts of the world and the behavior around it. So if we adapt our our ways, uh, we can be smart about this and we can carry on as far as possible doing business. is normal. Uh, I know some industries will be more impacted than other industries, Um, for example tourism, but we can support local tourism as well. Uh, Airlines are going to be hit. There's nothing they can really do about that that's banning travel. But in terms of the local purchasing, manufacturing, uh, producing of goods, we have to find a way to continue doing business. We can't just say, well, this virus is here, we're going to close our doors we're going to stop working going to stop producing. We have a responsibility to each other as citizens of this country to ensure that we keep producing, keep buying and keep supporting each other so that we don't make this um, a a dramatic uh, event in our history. It's going to be dramatic, but we don't have to make it an economically dramatic event by changing the way we behave.
0: Thanks so much for that, Frank. Um, I was hoping um, from what I read is also this article um, that you've put together, which we will definitely publish with the podcast um, tomorrow or the next day, as soon as that's available. For those listeners that's just tuned in and wondering what we're we talking about, I am talking to Frank Mullen. He's the CEO of Zinnia. And uh, we are talking about how businesses need to stand together to support each other during the this really crisis period of the COVID-19 virus. Frank, if you could perhaps also share with us um, some of the guidelines, um, actual, actual things, um, and I completely agree. I think if we are going to just press pause and stop the buying cycles <laughs> and stop the service cycles, <laughs> um, as we all know in business, I mean a day to a week can take a month to three months to recover from in terms of downtime. And if we are talking about a month to two months and a minimal, that could be six months to a year to recover aside from the recession. So Frank, if you could maybe um, take us into um, some of your insights as an avid um, business owner yourself in terms of guidelines of what we can actually do. As a takeout for our listeners, you know, um, we are telling them that we not we don't we don't want to see buying cycles paused and and services stopped, and um, all of that and that could cause a massive ripple effect on the economy. So what I'm asking is if we could perhaps look at some practical guidelines from you in terms of what they can do.
1: Well, I think in terms of if, if I can get technical guidelines, I think you know the first thing is you can't overreact as a business. You've got to have you've got to have a plan of how you're going to handle your reaction and the impact you're going to, allow for it to have on your business. Of course, uh, you know, if someone is infected, you need to have guidelines around that too. But it's going to be different for different sectors. For example, manufacturing, you want to keep manufacturing. So so do you allow certain percentage of your workers to work from home? Absolutely, those that can, to restrict um, um, the, the chance of getting infected. Do you allow shifts to come in? But most importantly, what do you do in your own organisation from a from the perspective of making sure that there's easy access to sanitizers, to uh, things that eliminate the, the chance of, of people having coronavirus, as well as if someone does show symptoms of having it, what are your reactions then going to be? Are you going to delay sending them home? Send them home early. But also we understand, like I said, we understand that it affects older people more, than those with chronic ailments. So, you know, let those people work sometimes. Keep them away from, from uh, if they can, keep them away from high-risk areas, keep them away from the office, and, and also educate people as business owners and, and let them know what the right kind of behaviour patterns are. Then again, you can also carry on doing business. You can do business if you normally have a face-to-face meeting, You can do it via email. You can do it via video call. You can do it via telephone conversations. Um, And the point there is, again, is that understanding that we need to say, I'm in the buying cycle. Am I going to wait to see that I need to make this purchase? Is it going to have that dramatic effect on my business? But but what happens when this is over? In three months' time or maybe four months' time, because it's not going to be a two-week scenario, but three, four months' time, When the economy rebounds and interest rates are low and petrol prices are low and we have a chance to do some bit of a catch-up, not making that decision of purchasing may impact your business when the economy recovers. So my message is, you know, we have to try and behave as normal and make sure that we make those buying decisions and that we keep doing that and and not harm other businesses around us by saying, well, let's shut our doors. And I think we're going to have a bit of a panic in this week, but I think next week people start realising... It's business is normal, we've got to make a living. Um, We can't let this thing dictate to us. We can't allow uh, normal course of action to, to just disappear. We have to find a way to business. So for me, it's all about how you interpret it and what your mindset is as a business and what you want the outcome to be. You can close your goals. You can say, I'm not manufacturing because it's too high risk. You can panic. The point is we don't have to panic. We can just be measured in our approach and be consistent in our approach. And if we do the right things, we can contain this, this virus and we can make sure that we keep the economy ticking over um, better than, than other countries had managed, as an example, because we, we have got more information. And I think our controls have been quite proactive. You know, it's arguable whether they could do more. But if you take the foot your controls and your thinking, I think we can overcome this and, and keep this as normal.
0: Absolutely, Uh, Frank, on the back of that, I would definitely like to motivate um, business owners to um, also keep their communications open and consistent in terms of how they communicate with their stakeholders. And I think that has a lot to do with how you, um, you know, continue building relationships with your customers, your clients, your suppliers, and how you actually put your heads together in terms of how we can actually support each other and the economy. Frank, I really thank you so much for your insights and your time today. Is there anything you'd like to uh, kind of mention to the listeners as a take out as we wrap up our chat?
1: I would just say that, that positivity and and how you move forward is there are ways to, to let people work remotely that you can measure their productivity. There are ways that you can communicate. There, there are ways you can keep manufacturing. There are ways that you can still have interaction with people that you don't necessarily have to be face-to-face. In fact, this is ironic because it it might actually make businesses realize um, that working from home uh, or the options to work remotely doesn't have to be from home. is a very possible reality, and it might even change business behavior moving forward. Um, But what what it shouldn't do is change our behavior towards each other as human beings as social responsible people that we have a duty to each other to try and keep our people employed and by doing that we know it means that we have to keep money moving, we have to keep buying, we have to keep purchasing. So as 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 people that are considerate of each other and we are a considerate nation, I think we need to to have that top of mind. And say what is every decision I make now to not buy, who is that gonna hurt? Is that going to impact someone else? And and what is the future? Because if we already have unemployment rates of of 25 six seven percent after this we don't want one of 40 percent we may never be able to recover from that social uh, fallout so for me let's be each other one try and keep keep the economy moving
0: absolutely Frank would you like to share your contact information um, social media pages or um, information yes. if some of our so, listeners would like to follow you or get in touch
1: okay so our company website is www. it's I zero we pretty much say who we are on there and all our services are, are listed on there. Our telephone number is 11 462 um, If anyone wants to chat about this or anyone needs help on technology to help their business uh, during these times or even ideas, or we, we cross-pollinate ideas, I'm open to chat to anyone as well.
0: Thank you so much, uh, Frank. And um, a have a fantastic week. And once again, thanks for joining us here on the Flip Slide and hopefully... We can um, have you back soon.